almost live from London town. It's the Lee Mac Show. Oh, what a lovely audience. They're a load of northern hicks. They're big, hard-nosed bruisers. And we're talking about the chicks. They've got their wood vines ready. And they put on their dancing clogs. It's the Lee Mac Show. And this week's special musical guest... They were known as the Nutty Boys and had no less than 21 top 10 hits. From Madness, it's Suggs! Take it away, Suggs! It's normal as a scary. They've all had a bit to sup. I described them to you in detail, but I had to speed things up. Lots of girls and lots of boys, lots of smell and lots of noise. Baggy trousers, dirty shirt, pulling hair and eating dirt. Naughty boys whoa, whoa, and whoa, 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 no, please! Come on, Suggs, can we stop doing all these stereotypical northern jokes, please? <laughs> that poor little 13-year-old Geordie in the front row. She's in tears. And you've woken a baby up. <laughs> Dear Radio 2, I would like to complain about the Geordie. <laughs> That's quite a good Geordie. Actually, very easy to do a Geordie accent. I'll teach you how to do it. What you've got to do is start off hard as nails, end up terrified. It's dead easy. Go to any Geordie bloke and go, what are you doing tonight? He'll go, me! I'm just going down the road like I'm having a pint of lager and a packet of crisps and I'll probably go outside for a fight. <laughs> I started off like that, hard as nails, and then halfway through the sentence I started running out of breath and going, I'll high-pitched, and then I started wetting myself. <laughs> Maybe they've just worked out they haven't got a jacket on and it's freezing up there. Excuse me, mate, you haven't got a jacket on. I don't need a jacket, I'm as hard as nails. No, you're right, it's a bit chilly, mind. I think I'll go home and get me shawl, the little knitters have gone all hard. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Lancastrian myself. I haven't got a proper Lancashire accent because uh, proper ones just surprised all the time about anything for no apparent reason. Really? Shoes in a shoe shop? Can't believe it! <laughs> I opened this in a piece and inside there were peas. They were amazing! <laughs> I like the Chinese uh, accent as well. Very difficult uh, language to learn Chinese. Very... In fact, it's so difficult, I'm convinced that the Chinese themselves don't understand it. <laughs> when you go to China, they announce it in English at the train stations after they've announced it in Chinese. That's not for our benefit. <laughs> In fact, I don't even think it's for their benefit. I think the bloke announcing it's just giving up halfway. It's going, yeah, ding, dong, ah, dong, ding, ah, bang, ah, ding, ding, ah, and ding, ah, and next train leaving ten minutes. I can't do this. They're too difficult. I got stopped by a market researcher today. She said, "Can I ask you ten quick questions?" I said, "Go on." She went, "Question number one: Have you ever had a blackout?" I said, "No." And she went, "And finally, question number ten." Guests. Some people have the perfect face for radio. Well, she's got the whole body for it. Please welcome Angela McHale. So, how have you been? Yeah, I went before we started. No, how have you been? Oh, yeah, fine. Perfect face for radio. What's that meant to mean? Oh, well, you know, just a twist on that old gag. Yeah, that old gag that implies I'm ugly. Well, can't you take a joke? Of course I can, you deformed face freak. See, I can take a joke. That wasn't a joke. So, you've been busy? Oh, you know, just ringing bells at Notre Dame and smashing bricks against my face. Oh, come on, it was a joke! She's got the whole body for it. Why didn't you just say, please welcome my special guest? Not only is she ugly, she's also a bit fat. Please welcome a big, fat, ugly woman. Oh, come on. I would have said the same thing if I was bringing on Naomi Campbell. Oh, right. So you would have said that even if you were bringing on someone attractive. Exactly. I'm glad we sorted that out. We haven't sorted it out. You're implying I'm not as attractive as Naomi Campbell. Oh, come on. You're twice the woman Naomi Campbell is. What? <laughs> uh, two and a half. I'm not haggling. So I'm not a 
attractive and I'm two and a half times the size of Naomi Campbell. Look, we'll start again. Please welcome my regular guest. Some people have the perfect face for radio. Well, not her. She's dead fit. Even her body. It's too perfect. I wouldn't put that anywhere near the wireless. It'll never work. Someone who's two and a half times smaller than that old fat cow Naomi Campbell. Please welcome Angela McHale. Are you happy now? Better. Right. Can you get off so we can bring on the first act? Oh, right. You're now saying I'm so big the stage won't take the strain. Shut up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this week's special guest. It's Milton Jones. <laughs> Tricky, isn't it? <laughs> if you're in a mosque and everyone's praying and you really enjoy leapfrog. <laughs> My parents came up last weekend because uh, I keep them in the cellar. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> I was grilling some tomatoes the other day, saying, Who are you? Where'd you come from? What do you want with me? See, dried tomatoes, that doesn't sound very interesting. Sun-dried tomatoes, mm -hmm. I tell you what's more trouble than it's worth, though. It's uh, tumble-dried tomatoes. <laughs> I've just got back from America. Oh, yes. I didn't think much of the film on the plane there. It was an eight-hour animation of a plane travelling from New York to London. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't go and see Time to Destination. <laughs> Computerised banking. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, these days they can clear a cheque in all. Four days. <laughs> when he grows up, my nephew wants to be an accountant, uh, so for his birthday, I bought him a great big bag of receipts. <laughs> so this, don't worry if you don't like them. I've kept all the presents. <laughs> Field Marshal Rommel, he was a cunning adversary, wasn't he? Oh, yes. They used to call him the Desert Fox. What he used to do is creep up behind the British Army at night and overturn their bins. <laughs> and lastly, I was walking along today and on the road I saw a small dead baby ghost. <laughs> Although, thinking about it, it might have been a handkerchief. <laughs> Do you know what I found out last week? I found out the hard way. There's a very fine line between the Heimlich manoeuvre and sodomy. <laughs> That's what the magistrate told me. Apparently, the strict rules governing the Heimlich manoeuvre, what was it he said again? You can only use it on strangers in the public if they're choking on a solid object or a piece of food, and not apparently if they're just stood alone at a bus stop. <laughs> Looking coy, but strangely available. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to meet our musical guest. Please welcome Suggs! It must be Suggs, 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 Suggs. Hello, Suggs. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's fantastic to be here. I think you're great, and I love what you do. <laughs> and it's uh, 
Sorry, what does that say? Genuine. <laughs> Genuine honour to meet you. Well, what we've done is we've asked all our listeners to send in questions to ask you, and these are the only, the best ones we got. Um, <laughs> question one. Dickie Tickle from Prestatin wants to know, why did you choose not to be known by your real name of L McPherson? It's Graham McPherson. Oh, yeah. Dickie's obviously a very confused man. OK, different question. Where did you get the nickname Jugs? Oh, sorry. Hang on, that's the second part to the L McPherson question. But that's a good question. Where did you get the nickname Suggs? Well, actually, it comes from an old musician called Pete Suggs. Uh, I randomly picked it with a pin from a jazz dictionary when I was 14. That's how I got my nickname. Which is what? King Dong. <laughs> well, it wasn't a jazz dictionary, more of a jazz mag, to be honest. And I didn't use a pin. Here's a good one. Chester Littlecoff from Crumbly wants to know, where did the inspiration come from for the Madness songs? Well, like most bands, we just sang about the things that affected our own lives, and we tried to write about things we did and experienced at the time. Which, in your case, was driving in your car, your house in the middle of the street, and baggy trousers. That's right. Do you ever look back at those times and think, my God, we didn't half lead boring lives? <laughs> That's a bit rude, isn't it? Yes, Chester, you cheeky get. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> Here's a good one from Bernie Housedown in Tittersley. Imagine you and the boys got together again and you formed a Madness tribute band. What would you call it? Madness. You can't call it Madness, it's a tribute band, it's not the real band. It is if we're all in it. Just play the game, will you? House of Fake. That's a good one. One Step Behind. These are good, you should do it. Hey, what about Badness? Well, that one actually already exists. They apparently do a combination of Bad Manners songs and Madness songs, hence the name Badness. Oh, good job they don't do songs by Blow Monkeys and Buzzcocks. <laughs> Here's a good one sent by Nick Bikes from Lockups. If you were a guest on your own karaoke show Night Fever and you were asked to sing any song that summed up your life, what would you choose? Uh, one Step Beyond by Madness. And why does that sum up your life? Well, I used to be the lead singer of Madness. <laughs> Not sure that's exactly what he meant, but never mind. He also wants to know if you could choose any book title that summed up your life, what would it be? Suggs, the autobiography. Right, I don't think you're fully grasping the idea of this game, are you? The final part is if you could choose any theatre show title that summed up your life, which would it be? Our House, the Madness Let's Musical. Let's just forget this question, shall we? Another question, Jack Flaps from Bakewell. I don't know why, but I'm starting to entertain the possibility that you're making these names up. What kind of a name is Jack Flaps? That's rich, coming from a man called Suggs. Jack wants to know, which of these two musical styles do you believe most influenced the unique musical sound of Madness? The fast reggae beat of Caribbean ska music or Chaz and Dave? Well, I'm far too modest to be compared to such greats as Chaz and Dave, obviously. But we definitely embrace the whole black and white two-tone mentality of the Caribbean sound, combined with the urban white boy voice. We just did it in a slightly more cockney way than the others. Think Bob Marley meets Tommy Steele. That'd be a great band, wouldn't it? They could sing Hash Bong, Wallop What a Picture. <laughs> OK, next question. Doug Holes in Graveyard wants to know, in the history of music, has there ever been a more badly rhymed line than the one in the famous Madness song that goes like this? I like driving in my car even with a flat tyre. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because you're singing that wrong. It's supposed to be like this. I like driving in my car, even with a flat tyre. <laughs> well, you're still pushing it a bit, aren't you? Well, we have to. It's got a flat tyre. 
Actually, there's far worse rhymes in that song. I'm surprised you're not having a go about this one. I didn't see somebody's fender. He learned not to park on a bender. No, you see, I don't mind that one. That's just good advice. Like my dad once said to me, I don't mind you mixing with showbiz types, but just make sure you don't park on a bender. <laughs> anyway, so... Will you stay around and help us in a couple of sketches? It's up to you, no pressure. But you told me I was contractually obliged to actually... Just be... play the intro. Good morning, miss. Can I help you, son? Sixteen today and up for fun. I'm a big boy now, or so they say, so if you serve, I'll be on my way. Welcome to the house of sixteen. You must be joking. Look at that Just get on with it. <laughs> Two tickets, please. This fun house hasn't had a visitor for three months. Are you sure you want to come in? Just hurry up, old Granny Evil Chops. There's no need to be rude. Yeah, sorry about your grandson, Mrs Evil Chops. He meant to say please. Has my grandson told you about the ghost? What ghost? Oh, sorry, I forgot. My Granny told me to tell you that we were both welcome to visit her fun house, but to warn you about the ghost of Sug Suggerton, who is rumoured to appear as a sudden apparition before killing and disembowelling his victims with a rusty old trowel. Oh, don't worry, it's an easy thing to slip your mind. <laughs> anyway, I don't believe in ghosts. It's probably just a psychopath or something. Well, just be careful, boys. Stay together at all times. And remember, don't go into the Hall of Mirrors. Why? Because you're ugly. <laughs> right, in you go. Flaming Nora, how old's this place? I've no idea. Go on, rough ballpark figure. I don't know, lanky beanpole figure. Mm. <laughs> it's got all the original features, though. Just look at that ceiling. That's Georgian architecture. And there's the old merry-go-round. That's Georgian craftsmanship. And there's the old picture of Youth of Joyce. That's Georgian Mildred. <laughs> I cannot tell you how proud I am of that joke. <laughs> Right, come on, let's go inside the Chamber of Horrors. Yes, what could possibly go wrong? What are all those heads in those glass cases? This is my granny's collection of unsavoury characters from history. There's Hitler, Pol Pot, Idi Amin. She's a laugh a minute, you're not, isn't she? And just around the corner is her favourite, the head of the infamous Suggs Suggerton. Who exactly is this bloke? Some say he was a hero. Some say he was a madman. He was a psychotic serial killer who ate his victims. So who says he's a hero? Lunatics. <laughs> and my nan. <laughs> Wait a minute. The case is empty. Someone must have stolen it. Who'd do a thing like that? I can answer that, boys. Ah! Please don't hurt me, Suggerton. I'm a lunatic. Ah! I'm one of your biggest fans. Calm down, calm down, chaps. I'm Mr McPherson, your nan's new mild-mannered janitor. I wouldn't harm a fly. That was a wasp. Now, for the last three months, I've been paid by your granny to keep an eye on that joke. And the old place. She wants her money back. And to determine once and for all whether there really is a ghost or not. And what have you decided? Well, maybe there is, and maybe there isn't. Well, that was money well spent, wasn't it? But I've definitely heard some sort of ghostly noise. Captain Ahab! I've got Moby Dick in my sights! Pass me the harpoon gun! What are you doing, Steve? <laughs>
what it says in the script. We hear wailing in the distance. <laughs> Just make a noise like a ghost. Whoa! It's Sagaton! I'm not scared, it's probably just an owl. Ooh, I'm going to kill you. Don't worry, he's probably talking to a mouse. It's not an owl. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Do you remember last week when we were watching The Exorcist and I was trying to work out what had possessed Linda Blur's body? What did you say? An owl. And it wasn't, was it? <laughs> no. What was it? The devil. Correct. <laughs> But her head did spin right It wasn't an owl! Keep away or you will die! Quick! It's coming from the Hall of Mirrors! Let's get in there and find it! Join us later for part two! If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you gonna call? Owl Busters! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Sugs! This is the real me. I never thought I'd miss you half as much as I do. And I never thought I'd feel this way, the way I feel about you. Every night, every day I know that it's you I need To take the blues away It must be love, love, love It must be love, love, love Nothing more, nothing less Love is the best can it be that we can say so much without words? Bless you and bless me. Bless the bees and the birds. I've got to be near you. Every night, every day I couldn't be happy any other way It must be love, love, love It must be love, love, love Nothing more, nothing less Love is the best Why did the chicken cross the road? Because his house is being bombed by the Russians! Leave him alone, he's only a chicken! Yeah, you don't like the political stuff, do you? Do you know what it's like to walk down the street with everything you own in a plastic bag whilst your house is being bombed? No, you don't! Leave him alone, he's only a chicken! It's his home! Leave him alone, he's a chicken! <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, not chicken. Chechen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to meet our regular house band leader, Steve Brown! Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown. 
So, what have you been up to, Steve? Well, uh, I've actually decided to start doing a little extra work at the weekends. Are you trying to put young Filipino boys out of a job? <laughs> no, I put an advert in the local paper for music tuition. Oh, yeah? When are you having your first lesson? I'm not receiving, I'm giving. Are you trying to put young Filipino boys out of a... <laughs> So what does the advert say? Oh, I've got it here. Do you uh, want to learn to play an instrument? All standards welcome, even complete beginners. Sounds like the advert I put out for this show. Specialist in piano and the French horn. Children welcome. Children welcome? It's not going to appeal to the kids, is it? You should cross out French horn and put crack pipe. No, put... My brass crack pipe's got a blockage. Can you help blow it through? Have you worked with kids before? Just once, never again. Oh, why not? Don't ask me, ask the magistrate. So... Do you reckon you can teach anyone to play? Yeah, anyone. Even someone with zero experience or talent. What about me? We've just covered that. <laughs> All right, let's have a go. Give me the French horn. OK. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> right, one French horn. There you go. Now, the first thing you must do is treat it with respect. Treat it like it's your girlfriend. Well, make your mind up. Which one is it? Second thing, second thing to remember is breathing. Yeah, and you had to train for this, did you? I mean, proper breathing, you know. Your mouth's going to be busy, so you have to learn to breathe through your nose. Oh, right, so I do treat it like it's my girlfriend. <laughs> now, the next thing to do is make a raspberry noise. OK. Go on, then. I did. Raspberries don't make noises. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> well done. Wow, you're a genius. How much do I owe you? Now... Let's look at your posture, Mr. Slouchy. Oh, me? Sorry, I thought a small child had walked in. <laughs> Legs locked, back straight, head up, chin out. Everyone's talking about pop music. <laughs> Just do it. Oh, look, I don't need all this rubbish. Just let me play the thing. You're not ready. Oh, how hard can it be? Right, here we go. Sorry, I, I can hardly hear him. Can someone turn that TV off? Charlie Parker, eat your heart out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Brown. Oh, I was waiting for you to come. Steve Brown. And you did. Meanwhile, inside the Hall of Mirrors. Look, why don't we just forget this? All these ghost noises you've been hearing, it's probably just little kids messing about. Oh, yeah. You think so, do you? What possible noise do you think a young child can make that's so shocking it can make a grown man's toes curl? What about... You've got my shoes on! <laughs> right. Let's split up. And don't forget, if you see the ghost, don't tackle him until I'm there. We don't want him to do a Michael Jackson. What's that mean? Turn ugly. Oh. <laughs> Thank God for that. I thought you meant he's going to take us on a Ferris wheel and toss us off. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous! I'm terrified! Don't worry. He can't harm you if you use the secret weapon. Which is what? You have to read something from this book of poems. Legend has it that the ghost won't come near you if he hears them. Listen. Old Sug Suggerton, you came from afar. Keep back, evil one, or we'll set you on fire. <laughs> right, I'm off. 
You two head that way and we'll meet up again in a few minutes. Take care. I'm the caretaker, that's my job. <laughs> right. How are we going to find our way around a maze of mirrors? Don't worry, follow me. I know this place like the back of my hand. Oops, sorry, wrong hand. <laughs> Let's try it this way. Here's a little bit of advice. If there's a man walking towards you that looks exactly like you, you're going the wrong way. Hey, look at this mirror. It makes you look all deformed and evil. Oh, sorry, Granny. What's going on in here? What are you doing? We're trying to catch the ghost. Mr McPherson's gone the other way. Who's Mr McPherson? The janitor. Janitor? I haven't got a janitor. <laughs> Only joking, I have, really. <laughs> Made you cack yourselves, didn't it, you pair of sausage jockeys? <laughs> right, come on, follow me. Let's all stay very close. You're not scared, are you, young man? Of course I'm scared. This is the single most terrifying thing I could think of happening to me. What if I put my arm around you and hold you very, very close to me? All right, the second most. <laughs> This is giving me goosebumps. I had goosebumps last night. Really? Yeah, I dreamt I was a goose and it was my birthday. <laughs> Look! It's Suggerton and he's carrying his own head! I told you to leave! Now you will die! I know! Read a poem! There was a young woman from China who had an enormous... From the book! <laughs> I'll do it, Granny. You are evil, but we're the defenders. I'll teach you not to harm my friend-ers. Oh, that gives me a nauseating sense of madness. <laughs> Where did he go? Back to his nest in the barn, I It's hope. not an owl! <laughs> so it's true, then. Suckerton is real. Well, next time he appears, I'll have the little sod. And how would you propose to do that, Buffet the Bingo player? <laughs> we could sprinkle holy water on him. We haven't got any. I believe in God. I could wee on him. You really are the most vile creature I have ever met. Look! There he is again! He's coming straight towards us. I'll get him! <sighs> Sorry, I forgot your little bit of advice. Wait a minute! There's a hidden room behind that mirror. I've never seen that before. It's full of switches and buttons. Look, this one says ghost sound. Whoa! What was that? Don't worry, it was me flicking the button that produced that loud moaning sound. Mmm, sweet memories. And look. <laughs> this one says heavy monster. Perhaps I should go and watch the door. Hey, you, don't watch that. Watch this. This is the heavy, heavy monster sound. I smell a rat. Owls eat rats. It's not an owl! Whoa, what are you doing in here? He's back! Quick, run! There's no need to run. I think it's time for you to take those silly clothes off, don't you? Ugh, that's disgusting. No, not you, Mrs. Evil Chops. <laughs> I'm talking to the person who's carrying that stolen head from the Chamber of Horrors, aren't I, Mr. McPherson? I'm not Mr. McPherson! Hello, I'm back. Sorry I took so long. If that's not Mr. McPherson under that costume, who the hell is it? I think it's time to find out. 
I thought so. And I would have got away with twit too if it wasn't for you pesky kids. Right, everyone. Back to Mr. McPherson's for a celebratory drink. Who knows? If he gets lucky, I might let him look for a few more of those buttons to flick. I'm actually going to be sick. <laughs> you can't come back to mine. It's madness in our house. Mother's side, she needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister's sewing in her sleep. Brother's got a day to keep. He can't hang around. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our. This week, the Lee Mac show was written by Lee Mac and Neil Webster. You tell them our grave. The guests were me, Suggs. Nutty boy. Milton Jones. Nutty boy. Kevin Powell. Material by Milton Jones, Rodri Crooks, and Paul Carenza. It was produced by Claire Jones. In the middle 